Welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And tonight we've got Double and Glenn in the house and a magnificent beard. My guy, how are you tonight? Awesome. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for asking. We got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, and we're going to go through that. But first, I'm going to run through and I'm going to say hello to everybody. We got, let me go back up here. Sorry, guys. Amazing TJ in the house tonight. And Andrea Cooper, Sonny Brown's backstage with us. Zero silence. Zero silence, who I ain't seen in a few hot minutes. Amy Lewis is in the house, and Scott Meyer and Squire, and everybody else. You guys, welcome to the live, and a very happy Thursday to all of you. I hope you're having a fantastic night. Tonight, we are going to talk. A, I'm going to let Double and Glenn introduce himself for a few minutes here first because I don't know. Everybody might not know who he is. But then after that, we're going to kind of deep dive into the U.S. House Republicans have making or that were making their announcements today that they were going to start the proceedings of investigations on Joe Biden and his family. And a lot of people have mixed emotions on this and what this is going to look like and how this kind of, is it just a repeat? We're going to dive into that. We're also going to talk about Fancy Nancy. And I have both of those videos to show everybody tonight. But first, before we get started, tonight's live is going to be brought to you by MrsRogersHood.com. If you go to MrsRogersHood.com, you put in Shipwreck 5, you get 5% off of anything that you need to get rid of your worms, you dirty bastards. Okay, if you got cats, you got worms. If you walk barefoot outside, you've got worms. Okay, if you've got a beard and you eat sushi, you've got worms in your beard. So go get yourself a deworming kit. You Shipwreck 5, you probably got worms. Don't look at me like that. He's looking at me. Don't look at me like that. Double and Glenn. Worms. Who's this? Purple Princess. Thank you so much for the super sticker. We love your face. Double and Glenn. Is that it? That's all I got. Did I cover everything? I sure did. Double and Glenn. Who, who is Double and Glenn? And what are you doing on my show? All right. So a lot of people know me from Clapper. Ship's favorite place. Clapper uh, out. Um, so... Yeah, I had like 123,000 followers, left there, went back to TikTok. Uh, I'm on the political side of TikTok. And now that everyone's getting banned, it seems to me that it's my duty to make sure that we get everyone back up and running. So people come okay. to me and say, hey, my account's down. Can you help me out? And I basically do a video and then people find their people. So... That's that's what my content currently is because we're in this state of banning. It seems like for the last three or four months now. So it's God's work. 
That's what I call it. God's and, work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so that's basically me in a nutshell. Other than that, I'm married with two kids and that's it. That's it. That's Double and Glenn in a nutshell. Well, and we, we do want to thank you, Double and Glenn. I watch your content, obviously. We followed each other for a really long time. And Double and Glenn does, he does do the Patriot pickup videos. And so as we get banned, you did one for me. I'm on account 29. This is the only account I got left on TikTok. I've got no other account. He threw my account out there. He throws people's accounts out there all day long. He's basically the Patriot pickup account and we appreciate you doing we appreciate all you guys that do it especially all of us who get banned but you get banned quite a bit too on the talk don't you on the clock app yeah yeah Yeah. people people come after me whatever people people suck well double and glenn thank you so much for that beautiful introduction we're so glad to have you here now you know kind of what's happened today and you tagged me in a couple videos i think like two videos on tiktok and you said hey do you think we should talk about this tonight and i was all for it and one of those videos was the House Republicans are, let me pull this up. The House Republicans have committed to make investigation of of Joe Biden and his family a top priority. And the information came from a representative, James Comer, a Kentucky Republican who is expected to chair the House Oversight and Reform Committee. And he told reporters that a panel will investigate the bank reports and claims by anonymous whistleblowers that he said show connections between the president and the business's activities of of his 52-year-old businessman's son, Hunter Biden. And we all remember the Hunter Biden laptop. You remember the Hunter Biden laptop, laptop from hell? Yep. Gross. Sure do. Sure do. And they went on to state, I want to be very clear, this investigation, this is an investigation of Joe Biden. That's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. And this was, yeah, the James Comer. The committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who has compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. Comer said, saying that it was a committee that has obtained two suspicious activity reports filed by major banks. But that's not all. So there's the bank stuff and the China stuff, but he had also specifically said out loud, loudly, and stopped with facial expressions and everything, they're going to be investigating Joseph R. Biden for human trafficking. The fuck? I mean, we all knew it. They said like the quiet part out loud. We all know. I mean, we saw it, right? But they yeah. said it out loud. They said I'm going to play loud. the video double in. They did. I'm going to play the video double and Glenn, and then I'm going to get your take on it. You ready? Yep, go ahead. All right, here we go. As such, this investigation will be a top priority. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We are also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden the President of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the President's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, Conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking 
to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. And that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. All right. So double and Glenn, I'm going to grab your opinion, but really quick, we got 101 people in here watching the live tonight. Scott Meyer, thank you so much for the sticker, super sticker. I've got 24 people watching on Rumble. If we can take a quick 10 second, like the live or hit the Rumble button here, I'm going to count from 10 to 1 in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Thank you guys so much for liking the live and smashing that subscribe button if you like what you hear. Double on Glenn, what are your thoughts? Holy balls. So there's, there's a lot to unpack there, right? So uh, first of all, Jim Jordan and the committee that he was on did a lot of the background work that you are seeing now. And okay. Jim, Jim Jordan pointed out a lot of this two years ago. And there was there was nothing to be said about it, right? Because right. Jim Jordan was just going off, and and we we did see a lot of the clips from it on TikTok and on other social media, but um, he didn't get the recognition or the airplay um, that he got today, since it's you know basically the mainstream media has no choice but to pick it up. They have no choice but to to air it. It's a it's a live investigation now, and I mean, you think about it, the president of the United States is under investigation for human trafficking, and that's not the worst of it, right? That's just that's just a soundbite, right? All the fraud and all the other um, denial of fraud, and the cover up is what gets you right. So the cover up is getting them and with the ftx downfall just opened up everything into this whole global system of corruption and that's my opinion now, on it but no that's that's you're right in line with kind of my opinion on it too now we broke with the ftx uh i don't know last week or like a week about a week ago some guy on twitter had put a bunch of dots together and he's like nobody was talking about it really like ever we all we'd heard about it but it was in that corner of of social media where the cryptocurrency corner right but if you don't do cryptocurrency it's it's a it's a big club and if you don't understand it you're not really in it but some guy on twitter put all these and the the tweet went nuts and then all of a sudden fox news was picking it up and like um that one guy that i follow i can't think of his name Benny Johnson had picked it up and all of a sudden everybody was connecting all of these dots and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But essentially, if you don't know what happened with FTX, FTX was a cryptocurrency exchange company and it was a large one. And it was one that a lot of big companies and big names had invested in, including the lights of um, the football player. I can't think of his name and his wife. Um, a lot of places like George Soros, the world economic forum, they were all invested in this and he filed for bankruptcy and then took off and took all their money. There's no money left. People lost thousands and thousands of dollars. This is a big deal. And then come to find out that when they were not only working with a lot of these places here in the States, FTX was the primary um, financial institution for war donations in Ukraine. And that had happened only a few months prior. Then it come to find out that FTX was also the second largest donor 
to the Democratic Party. Now, I don't want to get divisive on this. It's not just the Democrats. They donated a good chunk to the GOP as well. But as far as like the amount, it was well above and beyond. They were second to George Soros in funding the Democratic Party. And all of a sudden, all of the people, they connected these, these buttons and these dots. All of a sudden, all the billions of dollars we were sending to Ukraine was making sense. And it was all being funneled back through FTX back into these political parties. And I agree. I think this has, I hope that that is investigated as well. But from what I can see right now, it looks like, uh, what did we say? Maxine Waters is going to be heading the investigation of FTX here in the United States. What do you think about that, Double England? She no also way. was invested in FTX, but no, no way. For one, for one, she's invested in it, right? But for two, she was getting she was getting money back. Um, but you, you think about it from from the standpoint of the the average American right now. They're not watching the news. Basically, they, they may watch some clips on TikTok or some clips on social media, and that's about it, right? People are kind of done with the news media, um, and, and they won't they won't come out and say it, right? Right. So if you look at it from from the average American, they're they're wondering why their money went to Ukraine, and and we're not sending troops over there, but we are, um, and. You have them losing the war. They're lo- right. They're not. They're not winning. They're no one's really winning this war, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like Russia gets a couple steps and Ukraine gets a couple propaganda steps, but overall, they should be. We should have just bought the country of Ukraine by now with all the billions of dollars that we we spent over there, and now we know where all of it went, or or a good chunk of it. Now, do you think that that's going to become a part of this investigation that the Congress, the newly elected uh, uh, Republican Congress is going to, do you think they're going to wrap this FTX in with that, that the money laundering? It does, I'm, I'm, no, the, the, the accused money laundering, I got to be alleged, careful. The, so alleged the alleged money laundering. Money laundering um, that has been going on, it seems like, for since we've been sending money to Ukraine. Um, so... I believe that they, you know, they have no choice but to investigate it because I think so many politicians are involved in it and it goes beyond the scope. Really, even even I'm, I'm concerned about who gets to investigate it, for one, even though it's Maxine Waters or whatever, but. She's not going to do, you're not going to, the mob's not going to take care of itself, right? It's not, they're not going to turn right. on itself. Um, so who's going to do it? The FBI, the CIA. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it, we're, we're beyond this now. So now you have to have a prosecutor or a special prosecutor to get involved because no one else is going to dive so deep where it's rooted at and expose it all and then get rid of it all. That's the key, getting rid of it. We can expose it all day, but if they're not going to do anything about it, then we're just going to keep playing this game and keep losing our money. Now, let me ask you something, because I know people, everybody, so I, I had made the video, I tagged you in it, and it, it did, it spun out on the brand new account. 
anyway, but it spun out. It did really well, but people have mixed emotions and mixed uh, feelings when it comes to this. And a lot of people feel just that they feel like this is just smoke and mirrors and they're just talking and nothing's going to happen. And I understand that people are super, super deflated right now because of midterms. I don't really know why, because in my opinion, I think we did just fine in midterms. We got rid of Nancy. Florida took historically blue counties like Florida is like deep red. Like, I think, I think we did really well. And I think we're going to see things start to pivot and potentially start to get better in the next two years until the presidential candidates or the presidential election. But how do you personally feel? Like, what do you think anything is going to happen? Or do you think this is more smoke and mirrors and it's just going to be the same old song and dance? So I always take my temperature from my wife. Right. And I say, Hey, honey, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with all this? Nothing. She says nothing. Right. Okay. So I'm more of an optimist when it comes to this. I think there's no coincidence when Trump comes out after the election and in his almost monotone in his delivery. I think that wasn't like, you know, of course, I watch X-22 and they, they have said, well, I don't think that was for us. I think that was for the normal Americans that don't really pay attention to, to what's going on. So I don't think it's, for one, he's back in the spotlight. He's running again. And they keep saying that the 14th Amendment will always get Trump not to not to be able to run again. Now, in stating that, they're trying to get him not to run, right, on a technicality of the insurrection, non-insurrection. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, I, I, I just think it's there's no coincidences and it's all going to be tied together and it's going to be glorious if it all does tie together and something happens. It will be. And and we're kind of hoping I know a lot of people are hoping for that to happen, too. And I guess with the Trump stuff, I had watched a video earlier or earlier today. Somebody I think it was Texan. And it's from, you know what, let me just pull it up. And he made some really good points. And this is kind of for my people who read between the lines on things. Um, give me one second. Let me see if I can grab it here. Yeah, it's right here. This is from the Daily Wire. Is it going to let me open it? Maybe. Yep. Okay, give me one second and I'll play it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mrs. B. I love your face. Thank you so much for the super sticker. You guys, thank you so much for the tips and all this stuff too. I appreciate you guys to no end. And again, make sure that you are smashing that like button if you haven't already. Uh, let me see if I can. Did it pull up? Come on, StreamYard. There we go. All right. So this is this is the Daily Wire. This is this guy from the Daily Wire. The speech is getting mixed reviews from the perspective of strategy and rhetoric. It might be the most interesting speech he's ever given. Lots of people noticed that Trump never once mentioned his potential rivals in the race. He never once mentioned Ron DeSantis. No one seems to be noticing that the entire speech was essentially about those rivals. People seemed somewhat confused as he was giving the speech last night that virtually the whole thing was about foreign policy, China, Russia, North Korea, as well as parts that weren't about foreign policy that were mostly about foreign policy related issues, drugs, immigration. Why would Trump 
focus his whole speech on foreign policy. It doesn't make sense until you remember that foreign policy is the one area of politics in which governors, people like his top rivals, have no experience. Trump's speech was pretty toned down, very few zingers. Doesn't make sense until you remember that Trump's chief rival is being pitched as Trump without the downsides. All the great policy, none of the wild and unseemly digressions. Trump chose to present himself as Trump without the downsides. The speech is getting mixed reviews. So and normally I don't watch the Daily Wire. And I, I, in particular, I don't care for that guy. But he was right because I had actually watched the speech the night before because I was live. So I couldn't watch it live. And I, I was kind of taken aback by his lack. And now he did throw out some crazy Nancy's, which we'll use that as a segue here pretty soon. But I was kind of taken aback by his his just calmer tone. And it was something that we felt. I'd always kind of felt like I loved it, but I also understood that the the division that it caused and and the intentional pissing people off that it caused. So you're not the only one that thought that there, Double England. So there's also the the aspect that, for one, he wasn't attacking people, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was super chill, super calm. And don't you think there's a play there? There's got to be something there with that. Because that's not normally him, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was all to to get everyone to look at him again, and I, and yeah, and when when people take a second look and see the new Donald Trump, I think that they'll be persuaded because everyone everyone in America right now does not like what's going on, regardless mm-hmm. of what the, the politicians say, regardless of what the social media people say or the, even the mainstream media people say no one likes getting their money devalued and that's what they're doing without devaluing it inflation goes up your money's worth less your paycheck is worth less because you're not you're not getting the 19 percent or 17 percent increase in your check like the inflation is you you're still at the same same level so no one likes that and there's going to be a lot of people that just revolt. There's, and we had talked about, I know there's a lot of people in my comments right now that are talking about the 19 flags and the comms, and that's kind of more for telegram, <laughs> but I I've read through some of that. I've seen what some people are saying with that. Um, and I think you're right, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, And here's the deal with that kind of stuff. And I love it. I have, like I said, I have all these people in my telegram. They love to drop this stuff. We're open to it. I've snapped at people who come at them. I'm not, you know, I love it. But when it comes to the speech and his, I think you're right. I think it was for those people in the middle, right? You're never going to win over the far left. They just, the hate for Trump is too strong for whatever reason. But there are these, but even those people on the far left, you can't, not admit that your life was easier under Trump when your coffee from Starbies was four fifty instead of seven fifty, depending on what you drink. When gas wasn't five bucks a gallon. When you know house like your house payments are going up this year. Like even though you're a far extreme left, you can be mad at what Trump says. That's fine, but at least. You know, be mad with four dollar coffee instead of seven dollar coffee. That you know, that's that's all I'm saying. 
Um, you know, it's, it's yeah. interesting because, you know, people always used to say, bring mean tweets back. And it's true. Bring them back. I'm here for that, too. There's a lot of conversations about him and DeSantis. And I think, the, so Casey says the people giving Trump a second look are the ones that had the ones draining their savings to survive. And I think that's a big part of what's what's happening here, depending on what you believe, depending on what you believe. Um, we knew that things were going to get really, really hard and, and we're there. People are really, really struggling. People are fed up with Joe Biden. They're fed up with sending the and it's kind of a slap in the face. Now, when the FTX stuff broke and the dots and all of a sudden it was trending on Twitter, literally within like two hours of it starting to trend, it was announced that another $9 billion was being requested from Congress to send to Ukraine. What a huge slap in the face, whether you believed it or not. What a huge slap in the fucking face that they would do that. Do you think that he is going to win more people over? Like, as you think he's going to win like the DeSantis supporters over if he keeps that calm demeanor? I think with his filing and you, you, pointed it out in one of your videos in you know where the address was his new york address and not the florida address because they can't run on the same ticket if they're president and vice president from the same state so i found that very interesting and i think that he he poked the bear with with desantis because he i think he wanted to show everyone who was against him as trump but really for DeSantis. So when you poke at somebody and you get you get the people that you think are, are on your side, then they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Why would you say that about DeSantis? Screw you, you know, and, and, they, mm -hmm. and carry on about it. Um, I think that was to draw out the, the scumbags to see where they were with the MAGA movement. Um, DeSantis is one of those governors that everyone wishes they had. I Hands not down. me. I like I like my governor. See, I, I think you, she did you have, fine. You have a good governor. I However, do. when you're stuck in Illinois, you look I at know. these other governors and you're like, hey, hey. <laughs> you know? I know. I'm so sorry. Devil and Glenn's in Illinois, by the way. And and you have our condolences because you didn't do much for shit in this midterm. We're really sorry about that. I was pulling yeah, for you too. Over. It was it was pretty bad. The only ones pushing for DeSantis is mainstream media. Now, Double and Glenn, how many rabbit holes you been down? Any? A few? I've been down more rabbit holes than than my local rabbit, I'm sure. Okay, so I'm gonna dabble in a rabbit hole with with DeSantis for just a little. Some people sent me some stuff, and I know some people had made some videos. As far as DeSantis being a, a governor, I think he did great. But as far as when Trump pushed at DeSantis, this is where my mind went with it too. When Trump pushed at DeSantis and made fun of him and mocked him, it was like the media rallied behind him and initially or behind DeSantis. Initially, I thought, well, they're working together and Trump is doing this to get the conversation going about DeSantis before midterms, right? To get that almost like a sympathy vote, to get him some more votes in there so that they can put him in. But when he came out again, I was like, okay, maybe not. Maybe I'm not seeing this whole thing that that way what are your thoughts on what are your personal thoughts on DeSantis like could he win if he were to run against Trump for president or do you think they they would be better running together 
I don't think he would win against Trump. I think they would split the vote for them. For them, they would, you know, I, I just, I really think that Trump would win. Maybe that's me just being hopeful, but I wouldn't mind if DeSantis won either. I mean, it's, okay. it would be a win-win for America if either of those two won and then went on went on to win the, the presidency. Um, I would rather see them on the same ticket. Okay. I'm going to struggle with that because it seems like everybody who loves Ron DeSantis are people that I hate. The media and Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush came out and was like, yeah, DeSantis is a great guy. He'd be a great... And I'm like, man, I hate you. Like, I hate you. I loathe you. Like, how are you even still relevant at this point? Jeb Bush. Well, nobody cares what you're talking about. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe he would be. Even like the people who are supposed to hate the Republicans, right? We're like, yeah, yeah, he'd be all right. I can't believe Trump attacked him, though. Trump is such a dick. And one one of the things that got me voting for Trump was because all of the people that I hate, hate him too. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. The media, I, I like our mainstream media is a nightmare and they continue to still bash Trump. And it's insane to me. Like it's, it's crazy. They say that because so, of Trump. So just imagine this, imagine this. Um, so the media during COVID were bashing, bashing, bashing DeSantis. Why the quick turnaround? Yeah. They never turn the around turnaround? for Trump. Because they, never they did. hate Trump so bad, they want to see DeSantis whoop on Trump. That's Good. the only reason. I... They'd rather see DeSantis as president than Trump ever get back in there. And I think that is going to be a, one of the biggest plays that Trump's going to have, especially with his people, because people are also fed up with mainstream media. I think the majority of people don't even get their news from mainstream media anymore. And if they do, they do it to make fun of them. A lot of people get their, their news from podcasts or they get their news from other social medias, TikTok and things like that. And Rumble, Rumble, all of these independent pod. I we got we got premiered on some big deal fucking podcast on Rumble. Somebody's I don't remember who sent it to me. Hicktown, honey, it might have been you. They had like 115, 600,000 million views or somewhere. It's just a ridiculous amount of people. I don't even know who this guy is, but he just delivers the news and he's just a guy on Rumble. And so the fact that the media hates Trump, I feel like makes other people love Trump, like normal people love Trump that much more because we hate the media. The media scared everybody earlier this week thinking, hey, they, do you hear about the Russian bomb thing? Yeah, where that was a a hoax from the very beginning, huh? Oh my God. Whatever, and for like four hours, they ran with this, Russia bombed Poland. And I, the immediately, as soon as the report came out that Russia bombed Poland, Like within 30 minutes, our Department of Defense Navy guy, the guy that's in charge of that kind of stuff in the White House in Washington, he's doing a press conference. He's like, look, we don't have anything that validates these reports. We don't know where they're coming from. But they kept going. And I kept seeing more articles and more articles. And people were like, are you seeing this? We're going, people are DMing me. Are we going to World War III? And I'm like, no. And then literally like that night they came out and they were like, oh yeah, my bad. It was Ukraine. Ukraine's missile landed in Poland, but it's, and then they still said it was Russia's fault. Then they're like, yeah, it was Ukraine's missile, but this is still Russia's fault. Why the big push for us to hate Russia? Why the thought about that? Why the bigger question is why the big push to go to war? 
Oh, I know the answer to that question. War equals money. Yep. And we're out of it. Well, yeah. Military is the only way. Welcome to the live. It's good to see your beautiful face. You think that's it? You think that you think that's it? They want us to go to war, which is why they keep pushing these NATO countries. You, you look at the last two and two and a half years or two years. Yeah, I do. I do. They're to me, in my in my personal opinion, I think that they're doing every. If there was a handbook to ruin a country, they're writing it right now. They're currently writing it as they go. This is how you ruin a country of the United States. Because everything that they do from raising the interest rates during a hyperinflation to the pullout from Afghanistan to, I mean, there's so many things that, that they're just doing so wrong. Sending billions and billions of dollars during when, when your country is going into a recession or inflation, both. So you don't spend money or send money to a different country because then you'll never get that currency back. Little did we know we would get it back in different forms, but we're not getting any of it. <laughs> typically, if you're shipping off billions of dollars to another country for a war, you would never see that money back. Now, that poses a bigger problem because it creates more inflation because you're not boosting your economy. You're boosting someone else's economy. So it, they're doing everything wrong. In my opinion, but now is I? do you think I'm, I'm just a kid from Illinois? Then we're smarter than a lot of these media people out there. I've figured out this week, like I never had an ego boost like I did when they came out about that Poland missile or that Russian missile. And I was like, man, this doesn't sound right. Like I felt like media. I was like, man, no, we're going to wait on this. I'm not even going to put this out because we're going to wait. And lo and, be, and I'm glad I did because people were freaking the fuck out, like freaking. And they had every right to be like this. That could have been a because if if that would have been a Russian missile and if it would have been intentional, we'd have been hosed like we would have had to step in. And then, yes, you would have seen a World War Three at this point. But then it just went pew, 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 and then they just stopped talking about it. They're like, oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. We scared you again. Sorry about the death tickers that we had for covid. Sorry, we lied about that too. CNN's got to lay a bunch of people off. And you know what? I ain't even mad. I hope they shut down. CNN makes me mad. So, Double and Glenn, do you think that we're going to make it to 2024? Yeah, we'll make it. I think I think there's going to be some surprises. I don't think that Joe Biden's going to last throughout next year, whether it okay. be by the 25th Amendment or all this stuff coming out right now with his kid and he resigns it's just really messy right now for him and his family and politically you know you, you try and separate the personal from political right when you're a politician so politically i don't think he can sur survive it being the president and having all of this coming out to the public um we've we've known about this for three four years now with the Hunter Biden laptop. So we, oh, we yeah. knew, Since 2019. We knew a lot of this already. But people thought we were conspiracy theorists and we didn't know Jack Diddley. Well, little do they know now, they're asking us questions on, hey, what, what was on that laptop? Well, there's investigations now. So now you believe us? 
No, they don't. You should see some of my comments. No, they fucking don't. Like I got into this pissing match and I try not to do these anymore, but I totally did. I got into this pissing match on Twitter with a chick about, it started with the FTX stuff and then it turned into the fact. And then I'm like, Hey, no, like this is not a conspiracy theory. And she's like, and then all she did was keep posting these articles about conspiracy theories and calling them conspiracy theories. And this article says it's a conspiracy theory. And this, I'm like, yeah, but here, let me post you what I'm seeing. Like, here's the document that shows where FTX sent the money. Here's the document that shows that Biden took the money. Here's, and that's the problem. And I think that's the biggest problem that we're going to run into too, is that there's, believe it or not, there are still people out there that don't see it. I even in someone in my comments here earlier telling me that was, that inflation wasn't Joe Biden's fault or the mil- or the government's fault. The inflation is a worldwide thing and it's because of COVID. And I'm over here, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe, but it's because of the measures that they did during COVID that weren't necessary that they that caused it to begin with. Like it was intentional. But people, they just don't see it. Double and Glenn, they they've cognitive cognitive dissonance. That's the word. That oh, double and did I lose you? No, you didn't lose me. My phone's dying, though. No worries. We can, well, we're going to move on because we can move on to Fancy Nancy. Now, Fancy Nancy, let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about Fancy Nancy real quick. I got a video. So, Fancy Nancy announced today. Actually, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to pull this up because I don't want to read it wrong. I'll let Double and Gun get that fixed over there. Nancy Pelosi. So Nancy Pelosi steps down as leader of the House Democrats after two decades. Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Thursday said she will no longer serve as the top Democrat in the United States House of Representatives with her departure coming after her party had lost its majority in the chamber in this month's midterm elections. And I have her video speech right here. Here we go in five, four, three, two, one. My friends, no matter what title you all, my colleagues have bestowed upon me, speaker, leader, whip, there is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. I fucking hate Nancy Pelosi. Like, I don't wish ill will on anybody, but if I did, it would be her. That whole like hairdresser thing when she locked everybody down and then she went to the hairdresser in the middle of the night and we're all sitting here like no mask, nothing. And then nothing crickets. No, no apologies. She blamed the hairdressing place. She's just quitting. She's not just stepping down from speaker of the house. She's leaving politics period. Yeah. Double and Glenn, how does that make you feel in your feelings? It, it makes me feel sad because I wanted to see her walked out literally in handcuffs for all of the trade deals that she's been doing on on the trades. You know, she's if if you could pick one person to emulate and pick your trades, Nancy Pelosi would be the one. If I if I can put $100 million down on one trade, I'd say, hey, Nancy, what am I going with? And and I would make $400 million off that one trade. Her, statistically, she has done such a great job at 
playing the stock market that really shouldn't need to be in politics. The only reason why she, I think she was in politics was because she had the inside track on everything. Mm-hmm. That's just my You opinion. think she had, hell, hell, she had dirt on everybody? You know everything. It's true. Nancy, yeah, Nancy had been accused for a long time of playing the stock market and and um, having inside trader information. And like it was openly put out there, like anybody else, any normal person would have been arrested for what Nancy Pelosi did. But she never was. She was always just like, we just, she doesn't talk about it. I remember she be, she was asked about it a couple of times. No, I'm not going to talk about that. Bitch, yes, you are. Like, yes, you are. And then there was the ice cream debacle during COVID. So we're all locked down. We all, we got no toilet paper. We're wiping our asses with seashells. Okay. Food is hit or miss with the food because of COVID and and what you can buy and what's processing. We were out of chicken. We didn't have any eggs. So Nancy Pelosi goes on a late night talk show host or late night talk show. And they ask for a tour of her kitchen. And so she gives one and this bitch in a $720,000 fridge. While we're all sitting at home with our masks on, right? Not getting any toilet paper. Pulls out $12 ice cream. And she's got like 50 of these $12 ice cream. And she's in San Francisco who has the highest homeless population, I think, in probably the entire country. Right? She's got a fridge that costs more than my house. Like, the whole thing was tone deaf. And she never never said, never talked about it, never apologized, never thought, geez, that was just a tone deaf ass thing to do. Then not to mention her stupid husband. Did you hear about, you heard about that. You know that story with the hammer, right? Oh, Tell yeah. us the story. Yeah. Tell us the story yeah. about the hammer. They were wrestling with the hammer. <laughs> In their underwear. Just crazy. And to think, to think the guy broke in by breaking out. That's what I, I couldn't fathom when the police were like, oh, and he, he broke in. Yeah, well, the glass is on the outside, and it's shattered on the outside. Uh, oh, and and the security camera, they they avoided all the cameras. So you can't. Now somebody did find the body camage. You know, and I don't know if I saved it. Somebody did find Pelosi body cam footage. Um. Oh, by the way, I quit drinking alcohol too. Oh, me too. How long have you been? I know you've been on it for, for a while, but I quit the day after Halloween. Well, congratulations. So, Double gun. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Yeah, but I'm going to pick it what? back up. I'm just a half-time, part-time quitter. <laughs> I don't think I am. I'm, I'm, I don't I don't even know what day I'm on now. Like 70 something, I think. Um, after the first week, it's not bad. See, I thought so too until I got to the third week. And then <laughs> then I struggled. My like I had a couple nights where I was like, God, this sucks. Like, fuck, this sucks. Halloween was hard for us too. So they did have the body cam footage of this. So newly revealed body cam footage reportedly contradicts the Department of Justice's account of the sequence of events that led up to the attack on Paul Pelosi. The husband of outgoing Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, confirming that Nancy Pelosi or that Paul Pelosi opened the door for police officers who responded to the 911 call he placed from his residence. While the Department of Justice claimed an indictment filed on November 9th that the officers opened the door themselves, body cam footage reviewed by San Francisco District Attorney's Office confirms that it was Pelosi who let them into the home 
Uh, and a source who has personally viewed the footage told NBC Barrier to investigate the unit. He then went on to state that he opened the door. And this, so this is like the original. So we put this on a TikTok and then it did come down. So we opened the door and he told the officers that everything was fine and then turned around and started walking back to the assailant who was standing in the back in his underwear. Where then the assailant turned around and grabbed a hammer and just smashed him across the head in front of the cops. Because that's what that's what criminals do. So that's the smart thing to do. And then they arrested him. That's what that's what the footage supposedly showed. But what they're all telling right. people, that's not what happened at all. The cops came in and they were all sneaky and they found him in his bathroom and he was bloody. And it's like, why did they lie about all that? So uh, let's just think about it logically sure. and, and put the underwear aside. Okay. That's, that's bizarre. <laughs> But in this day and age, we know we know for one, she's heavily protected. The the house was a fortress that's protected. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's. There's no denying that. Number two, if an officer is seeing somebody actually strike somebody, they're obligated to pull out their weapon and fire to save a life. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So they got to stop someone from getting hurt, regardless of how they do it. If they want to tase them, if they want to shoot them, if they want to tackle them. But that's the thing, right? They didn't even draw their weapons. Are you kidding me? No. So no. How, and they happen? said they, they're claiming they're claiming they didn't even know it was the speaker of the house's house until they got there. Come on. Yes, you fucking did. You liar. You're Capitol Police. Come on. Yes, you it wasn't did. Even the Capitol Police that showed up, right? It was the uh, the local police no, department that showed up. I guess I don't remember. I thought it was Capitol Police. I, I Maybe Capitol Police saying, showed up later. Them saying they said that Paul requested the Capitol Police to show up because her his wife is Nancy, but I think it was the local police department that came in. Now, if that's the case, they would have been guns a blazing. That's but how do you not know either? Even if you're local PD, how do you not know? How do you, you how know, is that not know. information that you're given? Like, listen, this is the speaker. This is the third in line to the presidency's house. I'm, I'm telling you, ship right now, right now, the police come to my house. They know who I am. They know I'm friends with, with the mayor of my city. They know right. who I am. And I am nobody. I'm not the speaker of the house. Had I been the speaker of the house and the cops showed up, you know they know who I am. It doesn't matter. You're, you get when you're coming to a house and you have the address, you're already like, "Bing, hey, doesn't Nancy Pelosi live on that street?" Oh yeah, let's look. I up. know. Oh yeah, I, she's a homeowner of that exact house. I know where Nancy Pelosi lives, and I don't even. I'm not even a cop. Like I, but I would know. I, I can't. I, the whole thing, why do you think, why, now we all know it's, that's all bullshit. We know it is, whether you dove deep in it or not, it, it was all bullshit. But why do you think it happened? And then why did it happen? Because then right at, at right, because it happened right before midterms. And then lo and behold, Hillary Rodham Clinton comes out and she blames it on QAnon. Now, what's interesting is that all of the sudden, David Pepe, who lived in a school bus, was a hippie. 
had a pride flag and a Black Lives Matter flag for curtains in his school bus in San Francisco. But in September, all of a sudden started posting to his Facebook page or his Facebook account about QAnon conspiracies and election odd phrase stuff. Just in September, he had had the account for, I don't know, years, but just in September. And then in October, all of a sudden he attacks Nancy Pelosi's husband. Now, like, there's, there's something further with that, right? They tried to tell us that the man started up a website for conservatives. Now, a oh, guy I didn't hear with, that. Yeah, so look into it. But the media was like, oh, yeah. And, and then he was posting on all these conservative sites. And he actually started up one and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute. He's living out of a bus. You're going to tell me this guy created a website? I guess we could. You could if you if you were that talented. But if you were that talented to create your own website, you're not living in a bus unless that's it. It's obviously a choice. He was illegal in the country anyway. That's, that's yeah, the he other was thing from, people don't he was talk from Canada. about. Was he, he was illegal in this mm -hmm. country. His visa expired. And like most people in this country that have something like that happen, if their visa expires, they stay. They stay. And I'm. I'm you know, I get I get worked up at work because people always try and blame it on a certain country that's underneath us and geo geologically, but it's not. It's everywhere in the world. People come over here on visas, and then when that visa expires, they stay. It's it's so simple. We have more illegals in this country than people know because we let them they vote just now stay. in Illinois. I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to go back. This is going to be a little off topic, but it made me think of something. I want to go back to FTX for a minute and Sam Bankman Fred. Have you seen any interviews with Sam Bankman Fred? Like any I, interviews that he gave? I kind of took a back seat on that guy because. Sure. I started watching some of Kevin O'Leary's um, commentary on the situation and he's like, this is not the end of the fallout. And this is basically Kevin O'Leary's writing off his money. He's like, yeah, I know it's it's millions and millions of dollars to me. And but you know what? I've, I've been down this road before and I and I stopped. So when he said there's going to be more fallout, I was like, all right, I don't want to hear anything from this. This guy, Sam or whatever his name is. I don't want to hear anything from him because honestly, he is conned so many people that's what i that's what i want to talk about for a minute now i did so i deep dive when this broke on twitter i deep dived into sam bankman for it a little bit and i found a bunch of videos and i found a bunch of interviews that he did the kid listen the kid's dumb as a box of rocks <laughs> go and watch some of the interviews that he did go and watch some of the videos that he did and some of the advertising he's he's uh, there's no way he did this and I'm just going to say it out loud. There's now his parents, on the other hand, are very, very, uh, seem very smart and very, very um, connected. But there's no way this kid did this. Not that I don't even think he knows what's happening. Like I'm, I'm watching him do with this one interview and he's shaking so badly and barely answer. And this was like a CBS interview, right? This is an interview that you have people help you get prepared for. 
and he's like bouncing and he's shaking and she's shaking so hard that the chair is shaking and he's, he's not really answering the questions and he's kind of humming and hawing. And so then when I watched a couple of interviews kind of did the same thing. The kid's dumb. He's just, I mean, and, and then it comes out that they all lived together in this big mansion and they had all these orgies and all they did was like pop Adderall and do I smoke weed. Like they just partied the whole time. So that a, like there are all these red flags going off and Sam Bankman Freud that tell me that that he was put in this position and they're like, you're going to have all this money and all you got to do is click here and click here. And then we're going to kind of take care of the rest. We'll make you CEO. I don't think he had. I don't think it was him. I think it was his parents and their connections because and his he had a bunch of people connected to him that worked for Almeda and that worked for FTX that got their start in all of this through the clinton foundation like back in like yeah fucking, i think it was i think he's a scapegoat wait wait till it all comes out i, I think it goes like kevin o'leary said it goes much deeper mm-hmm. and when when it all comes out and and everyone's shocked by how deep it actually goes then you'll see some heads roll Stone says he's basic. He's basically Hunter Biden. I agree. Oh, there was that too. So, and I'd seen this. I'd seen this. Somebody posted this our Telegram page, but somebody had a picture of one of the cameramen on January 6th and then a picture of the guy that attacked um, Paul Pelosi with the hammer and they look identical right down to the connected earlobes and the bridge of their nose and it's political it's theater. And it was for the sympathy it, vote is what a lot of people think. So it's interesting because a lot of the stuff that's gonna gonna come out, um, we already we already know, but we already knew that the FBI was in, heavily involved in January sixth. We we knew that. We knew that mm-hmm. from the jump. Um now it's coming out that yeah, we had like twelve operatives or whatever the number it was, I think it was anywhere from ten to twelve. Um, operatives that were in the crowd. Were they agitators? Of course they're agitators. We saw one of their agitators. So, I don't know. I, I think it's it's all connected in some weird way. And when it, when it all comes out, everyone will be like, oh, that's who that was. That's who that was on Wiener's, and Wiener's laptop. That's, yeah. oh. And then they'll, then they'll call us all conspiracy theorists again, which they're already doing. So to wrap this up and to wrap up kind of the topic of, of the investigation into the Biden crime family, um, the White House did make a statement today. And they let me pull it up again. I want to read it verbatim because I don't want to get it wrong. Here it is. Um, the White House responds to the House GOP investigation to the Biden crime family. The White House on Thursday responded to the House GOP's announcement to the new innova- investigation on, on Joe Biden and his family. Um, it goes down to state. Let me find it. This isn't oh, this weird. Read through all this. Hold on one second. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan did get up and talk today, too, which I wish I would have kept that video or saw that video, but that's OK. 
Um, and so they asked him about it during a press conference. And this is coming from Ian Sams, who's a spokesperson, spokesperson for the White House. And he states, instead of working with President Biden to address issues important to the American people, like lowering costs, congressional Republicans top priority is to go after Joe Biden with politically motivated attacks, chock full of long debunked conspiracy theories. That's what they're calling it. And he goes on to state President Biden is not going to let these political attacks distract him from focusing on Americans priorities. And while we hope that the congressional Republicans will join us in tackling them instead of wasting time and resources on political revenge, there is more than enough uh, information publicly available proving Joe Biden was involved with his son Hunter's international business ventures. And the article goes on to state they talk about the big guy and so on and so forth. So they're already set. They're already coming out with the conspiracy theory talk with all of this which means the censorship on all of this is going to be next. So, and that sucks because this is something, except for on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter. It's just shipwreck show. Cause Elon don't give a fuck. His level of, I don't care. has just psh, something I strive to be. Um, but that's what they're calling it. And this is going to be the narrative that they're trying to spin on it too. They're already calling people crazy. They're already saying that it's conspiracy theories. At this point, it's a badge. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a shirt that just says conspiracy theory on the front of it, and you guys can roll with it. It's gonna be great. But double and Glenn, my guy, we're at the top of our hour. Do you want to leave everybody with something before we wrap for tonight? Yeah, sure, I sure will. So for one, thanks for having me on the show, and yes, I always like seeing your show and typing in live all day. It's awesome. It's um, my favorite thing. Right. So, number two, anybody out there, everyone who's listening to this and sees this in the future, um, man, be nice to people online, dude. We never know what's going to happen, what kind of mindset they're in or anything like that. Stop any drama that you can. Nip it in the bud as soon as you see it, as soon as you, you know, hear about it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I personally stopped talking to a couple people. And it's, they don't know it or they do know it, but I just, I'm, I got to stay out of the drama. So it is what it is. Um, like I said, man, you never know what people are going through in life. You know, luckily for me, uh, I'm good. I, I can, I can handle anything thrown my way, but you know, the next person, maybe not so much. So be nice, be kind and say hi, say your mom. That's right. Say hi to your mom for me. That's what we tell people. You can be nice and be kind to everybody, but the guy from trapped. Oh boy. I, I said what I said. No, I said, that's all I got. Like I'm here for it. I don't wish any ill will on the guy, but just not anyway. That's it. You guys, we love your faces. Double and Glenn. Thank you so much for being here tonight. You guys, thank you so much for being here tonight. We really enjoyed having the show with you today is Thursday. I meaning tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow we've got Pribs back on we're gonna check in with pribs and see how she's been doing and we'll chat a little bit about what's up with her uh very laid back very just chilled live uh off topic it'll be a good time and then saturday we're gonna be back at it with medusa the mysteries the mysteries of medusa with ban and shannon and both of those lives are gonna be at 8 p.m such a standard time tomorrow with that we love your guys your guys's face keep her moving take it easy tell your mama says hi and watch out for deer clap her out <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>